Attention! This makes absolutely no sense. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sanders Facts. Oh, yes, it is. It is the Xander's Facts Podcast. I am the aforementioned Xander. Welcome in to episode 16 on May 19th in 2021. Thank you all for listening. And remember, if you want to support the Xander's Facts Podcast, then go hit that follow button. Hit the download button on this episode 16. Rate the podcast. Review the podcast with a nice review, if you will. Follow on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those socials that everyone's on 24-7. And spread the word. Tell everyone about the Xander's Facts Podcast, the greatest podcast in the world. The one that has all the facts. And we've got all the facts this week. In the sporting world, it's a big week, y'all. we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the NBA. It's play-in week. Wow, play-in week. Got a lot to talk about there. But first. Quick updates here for you. Oh, and we have a special guest. So hold up, hold your horses. Special guest coming up. So hold on a second. But first, we've got updates on other sports that are going on. We got two other sports that are going on right now. Hockey. The playoffs are going on right now. The Stanley Cup playoffs started on Saturday with my Capitals, and they won. And then they. We'll get to that. But over the weekend, there were four hockey games that took place on Saturday and Sunday. I got a little fact for you here. There were four games this weekend to start the playoffs. Three of them went to overtime. How about that? And the one that didn't go to overtime had a goal in the final two minutes of the final period that decided the game. That's I a mean, big a, fact. It was great hockey. If you haven't even watched hockey, I don't even care. Watch hockey. It's been incredible. Monday, well, Monday wasn't too good. The Capitals... Played the Bruins. They're playing the Bruins in the first round of the playoffs right now. They won in overtime on Saturday, as I said. That was a great game to start the playoffs. And then they go to overtime again on Monday, and they lose in the first minute. Ugh. And the game's from Washington. So now they have to go to Boston. And no one likes Boston, except for me. I love Boston. Hold on and a second. So now the series is tied at 1-1. One to one. Now the game's moving to Boston. I... Please, the Capitals. We'll see. That's, I mean, hockey. But it's been great hockey. So also on Monday, because the Capitals game ended, and I was working on this podcast, so in the background, I had the same channel on, and it was the Colorado Avalanche and the St. Louis Blues. So the Avalanche won the President's Trophy this year, and the President's Trophy is given to the team at the end of the regular season in the NHL that has the most points. So they're at the top of the whole league in the regular season. And the Capitals have won it a couple times recently. But since 1986, there have only been eight teams that won the President's Trophy and also won the Stanley Cup Finals. Quick facts! And what I saw from the Avalanche on Monday, they won 4-1. to It wasn't even close. And the Blues... They played St. Louis, the Blues, were the champions back in 2019. The Avalanche destroyed them. I don't even know any players on that team, but they're pretty good. (laughs) NHL. Hockey, go watch! Hockey's such a fascinating sport because they're going, there's no stoppage except when the 
clock stops. But when they're going, they're going at it full speed down there, and they're skating. I mean, how about that? A sport I can play, though, is golf. And I'm eh, pretty good. No, no, not! This week, it's a big week in golf. PGA Championship. Yes. It's the second golf major of the year, remember? The Masters, Shoffley, well, he didn't win. It was Hideki Matsuyama, but Shoffley was close. My guy. It's the PGA Championship this week, the second major in golf of the year. It is taking place at the Ocean Course at Kiowa Island in South Carolina, right off the Atlantic Ocean. How about that? Here comes a fact. How about this? Zander's fact for you. This is the longest course in major championship history. There's four golf majors, and this is the longest course. What I mean by that is the playing surface, the course. It's 7,876 yards for all 18 holes. That's the longest in history. How about that? Out of the four majors, the U.S. Open, the... Open Championship, the PGA Championship, and the Masters, longest ever. Because for the three of those, the Open Championship, the U.S. Open, PGA Championship, they all change courses each year. The Masters stays the same. and they But they've played this course before in 2012. Little history for you. Back at the second round, back in 2012, they played the PGA Championship here on a Friday. The av- the scoring average on that second round was 78. And if you don't know anything about golf, let me just tell you, that is really bad. <laughs> A scoring average of 78. They had gale force winds. So the island is right off the Atlantic coast, the Atlantic Ocean. And so they had gale force winds coming off the Atlantic. It was super windy. It was the highest average in a single round since they started keeping track of that in 1958. I mean, that! how about that PGA Championship? Hopefully it's not that bad this year because it look, the course looks absolutely beautiful and my guy is going to win it. So here are the favorites to take the top prize for the PGA this year, the 2021 PGA Championship, which starts Thursday and goes through Sunday. First round is Thursday. So the favorite is our guy Rory McIlroy. He's he won a couple weeks ago and he's starting to get some hype because he hasn't been doing well recently. But he won a tournament a couple weeks ago and he's starting to get some build up. Justin Thomas is second. Rory's at eleven to one odds. Thomas is at thirteen to one. We have to go all the way down to twenty to one for our guy Shoffley. He's gonna win though. Put your money on Xander Shoffley. Odds are from FanDuel Sportsbook. They're going to... Shoffley's going to win. PGA Championship. That's going to be fun this week. But the biggest thing that's going on this week is basketball. It always is basketball. It's the NBA play-in tournament. It starts Tuesday. But before I'm recording this... And before I had my conversation with a recurring guest here on the Xander's Facts Podcast, you all know it's Hillbilly. He is back. We talk NBA hoops, play-in, playoffs, end-of-season awards, who's our MVP. We've got all that coming up right here as the Xander's Facts Podcast continues. Xander's Facts. All right, welcome back to 
the one and only Xander's Facts podcast. We got a big guest here for you this week. It is the one and only Hillbilly. Woo! Hillbilly, how are you today? I, I am very well, Xander. Thank you. The second time he's on the Xander's Facts podcast. One of only a couple who's been on the podcast for a second time. How about that? It's quite the honor. So we've got a bunch to talk about this week. So the NBA regular season is over and the playoffs are about to begin. But first, before the playoffs, we've got this brand new thing called the play-in. And if you don't know how the play-in works, then go back and listen to my previous podcast that talked about it. I don't remember what it was. So for the East, which are on Tuesday, we've got the 7-8 and the 9-10 teams are going to play each other. So first off, Hillbilly, Celtics-Wizards is the 7-8 game. All right, first thoughts on that. Well, it's just amazing that the Celtics are down on the 7th. I mean, I think a lot of people would have thought that they had a chance to win the conference this year. But instead, not only are they 7th, but I would bet you money that the Wizards beat them. And I also wouldn't be surprised if the Hornets beat them in the next game. Well, hold on. Getting ahead of myself there. We're not there yet. (laughs) Hold on. Okay, so... Pretty, pretty remarkable. I mean, we're having Jalen Brown out is a big deal, and they just really don't. Other than Jalen Brown and um, uh, Jason Tatum, they just don't really have that many good players anymore. Um, I mean, I guess Marcus Smart's pretty good, but the rest of them just haven't been that good this year. They've really collapsed, especially right. these last few weeks. Whereas I think the Wizards are pretty hot. I mean, Russell Westbrook has really turned it around. I think last yes. time we were talking – we were talking about how bad of a of a player Westbrook was to have on your team, and now he's he's doing really well. And along with Beal, and you know they've got a, a few players on that team that they just need one or two of them to be hot, and uh, they can really I think scare just about anybody. So they were down, so they played the Hornets on Sunday to for the eight right. nine seed, and they right. they were down by like fifteen in that game in the fourth quarter, and they came back and won it. That I mean, right. that was pretty good. Westbrook, Sanders factor for you. So Westbrook is only one of four <laughs> players in the history of the NBA who has over twenty thousand points and eight thousand assists. Fact. Well, there you go. And he's the leader in NBA history in triple doubles, basking Oscar Robertson. Not not surprising. Which I think he just did that this year, just a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So that's the seven eight game. So. There you go. Hillbilly's prediction. The Wizards, I think they're going to win too because the Celtics are just... Are we keeping track of predictions here? I guess so. I think it'll be a good idea so that the world could know that I'm much better at this. You're a liar! All right, so then the 9-10 game is the Pacers and the Hornets, and you already picked the Hornets. So Yeah, I do, because I don't think they have Gordon Hayward, and um, I think that's a big deal for them. They, They really don't play very well without him. But I don't know. I think LaMelo Ball is going to show up. And it's going to be a good game uh, for the Hornets. Potential rookie of the year. We'll get to that, too. What do you, what do you think, Sam? Well, Indiana's been really disappointing this year. Like, they're the ninth seed. A lot of people thought they'd be in the actual playoffs right now. So I think I'll go with Charlotte. Just because, I mean, they do have LaMelo. And they have the, uh, the best commentating crew in the league too so they do 
it is a lot of fun to watch. That guy is just, he is, uh, he needs to calm down. It's like every time they successfully dribble the ball, the guy just goes absolutely. Oh, yeah, Terry, two beauties. So that's the East play-in. So those two games are on Tuesday. And then the winner of the 7-8 game is the seventh seed in the playoffs. So we think that's going to be the Wizards. And then the loser will play the winner of the 9-10 game on Thursday. So we think that's going to be Celtics versus Hornets. I think I'd go with the Celtics there. But then they'd get clobbered by the Sixers. Well, both of those teams will. And I think the Wizards are going to get clobbered by the Mets. Well, all right. So that's the play-in for the East. All right, so then let's talk about the Eastern Conference playoffs here before we go to the West. So we've got a couple of the matchups ready now. We don't know who the Nets or the Sixers are going to play yet because they're going to play the play-in winners. But I also think we'd agree that it doesn't matter. No. I don't see any of those four teams being able to beat in a seven-game series either the Sixers or the Nets. But those pl- the playing games will be fun to watch, though. They will. I think they're they're great. They're going to be more fun to watch in the other uh, conference. But yeah, that will yes, definitely. We'll get to that. But so the matchups we know now, right now in the East for the first round, are the Bucks and the Heat and the Knicks and the Hawks. Right, and the Bucks and the Heat just couldn't be better. Right, it's it's going to be, I it's going to be a really interesting series. Because you know the Bucks have tried to do so much this year to change their regular season-oriented roster and try to develop a team that can really compete in the playoffs. And now they're going to have a great opportunity to demonstrate that by going up against the team that pretty much beat the crap out of them last year mm-hmm. uh, in the playoffs and very unexpectedly beat them badly. Um, although you could kind of see it coming last year at the way that the Bucks uh, handled the magic, which was not good. It, it, it wasn't that surprising, but it was still, and it was a pretty thorough beat. It wasn't really all that close. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see now if Drew Holiday can kind of make that difference. So they don't have as much depth, but they have a better starting five. And I think they're, their thought on that is these playoff games tend to come down to the wire. And it's doesn't matter what your depth is when everybody's playing extra minutes in the playoffs. And it's really a matter of who you have out there in those last couple of minutes. And they should be better than they were last year. And it seems like the Heat may not be quite as good as they were last year, except they're playing much better. It's a fact. We'll see. And Jimmy Butler is every bit as good as he was last year, if not better. Jimmy Buckets. Yeah, he, yes. he's, he's something. <laughs> and, and and would it be shocking if Tyler Hero all of a sudden just turned it on in the playoffs? I mean, that's what he did last year. Right. So it, it, and it, he's kind of got that attitude, you know, like you could just really see him doing that. And then you could really see the heat upsetting him. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I mean, I'm a little biased here, but... <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Miami's as good as last year because Hero 
he's been in a funk all I don't know what's been going on with him. They, the teams that went far in the playoffs last year, because there wasn't really a big off season have struggled a lot with injuries this year, like the Lakers and the heat did that too. Butler was out for a lot of games. So I think I'll go with the bucks, but, and the last year it was in the bubble. So for the young guys, Miami has, this will be their first playoff experience in front of fans and they'll be on the road for a lot of that. I don't know. I think I'd go with the bucks there. Yeah. I think I'm picking the bucks as well. I think that holiday is going to make a really big difference there. So that's the three, six game in the East and the four five game is the Knicks and the Hawks. So back in February, I think it was the Knicks were kind of in the spot here, the four, five, six spot. And you were saying, well, they've got Tom Thibodeau who, you know, coaches his players to death and they're going to get tired by the end of the season, but they haven't Yeah, They're at the four seed. I, you know, they're just so reliant on Randall. Almost every play goes through Randall. I don't know. We'll see. I think they'll beat the Hawks. The Hawks are kind of, the Hawks are kind of hot right now. They were, so they fired their coach about Mm -hmm. a quarter of the way into the season because they were playing poorly. And so Nate McMillan steps in their interim head coach and they fly up the standings. Like they're pretty hot. I think I'd go with the Hawks in that series. I don't know. Yeah. I think I'll go with the Knicks just because I think that the Knicks, I, I think that they're, they're locked down by Thibodeau. Like they just, they know what they're doing. And I think that's going to really help them against, I, I don't know. I think that Trey Young is such a defensive liability that over the course of a seven-game series, you had better have everybody else playing stellar defense because eventually a coach like Thibodeau will find a way to score off of Trey every every single possession because he can't guard anybody. That's the 4-5 game, Knicks-Hawks. And so the winner of that series will play the winner of the 1-8 series, and the first seed is the Sixers. And they'll play the eighth seed, whoever comes out of the play-in. So we both think the Sixers are just going to cruise. So if it's in the second round, Sixers against, you say Knicks. Mm -hmm. I mean, is that just going to be Sixers' role? Yeah, I don't don't think it matters who they play in the second round. I think that they're going to, like, against the, the Hawks, I mean, well, Capella is really good, but I think they're just going to be overmatched inside, outside of him. And I think that the Sixers have several people they can stick on Trey Young to just really give him a hard time. They've got so many really good defensive players on that team. Like they can just take Matisse Dival off the bench, you know, a guy who can't play much offense, but he is one of the best defenders of the league, and just have him sit on Trey Young and just make him have one of the worst games. And I don't think anybody really has an answer for him. And they've got a new coach this year. They got Doc Rivers. Right. So we'll see if they can actually finally get over the hump in the East. So then the other second round matchup would be the two seven. So that'll be the Nets and the seven seed. So I think both of us think that's the Wizards. So the Nets will probably cruise and they would play the three six. So I think both of us think they'd play the Bucks, which... How about that matchup for you? 
Nets Bucks. Well, here's the thing with the Nets. We'll see if they can stay healthy. And because they've all, all of them have had these nagging injuries. Kyrie just said what yesterday or the day before that he's not even thinking about basketball right now. Uh, yeah because <laughs> you know he's yeah. he's too brilliant to to focus on something as mundane mm-hmm. as basketball <laughs> he's still trying to figure out whether the, the earth is round or not so um <laughs> yeah. he's, he's just a, a genius so i think i'm actually picking the box how about that i i think that the consistency of the box is going to give the nets a lot of trouble I think Drew Holiday is going to give Kyrie Irving tons of trouble. I think Antio Kumpo can slow down Durant enough that Harden will just have to play out of his mind. And I think that the Bucks will score their usual against the, the, the Nets. I don't think Brooklyn's going to be able to really do anything to the Bucks' offense, but I think that the Bucks may actually be able to give them some trouble. And they did it recently. You know, they, they just played the mm-hmm. two games back-to-back and the Bucks handled. And obviously, it's very different in the playoffs. It's very different with all three of your players out there. But we don't even know what kind of players we're going to see from the Nets. I think I'll go with the Bucks too. Yeah. I don't know. Xander's facts. Well, good. Now I know that that's what's going to happen. Xander's facts. All right, so then we think the East final will be Sixers and Bucks. So this will be a game where both of these teams are trying to get over the hump and into the finals. I will say the Bucks because they have the best player, Giannis. There you go. Yeah, although it's a lot closer than it used to be. I mean, Embiid is, and and I love, I know a lot of people do not like Embiid, but I I love watching that guy play. Um, But Giannis is still one of my favorites. So yeah, and you know, the Bucks have kind of had the Sixers number over the last couple of years, they match up really well against them. Like they try to put Ben Simmons on Antito Kumpo and he just cannot handle Giannis because they don't, because indeed he'll foul and beat out in a minute if they put him on. So they really, they just don't have the answers for him. And then the Bucks are really good defensively. And when you put Lopez, he, he can give Embiid some trouble especially when you have Giannis coming over from the weak side to help. It's, it's a lot. And as long as you can control Embiid, I don't think that the Sixers have much of a chance of winning. I don't think that the Tobias is going to give you enough. Simmons doesn't, just doesn't really play enough offense. I don't know. I think over a seven-game series, I think the Bucs will do it. Well, we're both in agreement there. So wow. we both think the Bucs are coming out of the East. Whoa. All right, so we've got one conference down. So let's go to the West. So, all right, so for the West play-in games, which are Wednesday, we've got the 7-8 game, which I think both of us think is going to be amazing, the Lakers and the Warriors, and then the 9-10 is the Grizzly Spurs. So first, let's do Grizzly Spurs. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know if anybody really even cares outside of Memphis and San Antonio. We think that the Grizzlies would win. The Spurs are just kind of well, and they're—I mean, they're not the most fun team to watch. They and they just won't buy into the new three-point shot game that everybody else is playing. Well, that's Popovich for you. I mean, yeah, and it's fine because like one of my all-time favorite teams is that Spurs team that beat the Heat. I mean, that's one of my all-time favorite finals because they just kicked the crap out of them and. Nobody no. saw it coming. 
Ugh. Yeah, well, okay. Anyhow. So now let's well, go to the one there, that Xander? we've all been waiting for. Oh, Grizzlies. I don't care. <laughs> Memphis. Now let's go to the one we've all been waiting for. The one we hoped would happen and is happening. So the Lakers and the Warriors, LeBron and Steph. What's going to happen, Hillbilly? I mean, I think, well, it, it obviously it depends so much on just how healthy LeBron and AD are. And we don't really know that. But I am going to guess that they are healthy enough. And I think a healthy Lakers team destroys the Warriors. Because the Warriors have nobody inside. They, I mean, they, they, they don't have anybody that can handle anything. They don't have anybody inside that can even handle LeBron, much less Anthony Davis. I mean, Kevon Looney is really their only legitimate center. Looney. He's it. And then after that, they just don't have anybody that can really handle anything. And I think that at some point in the game, the Lakers are just going to start posting up constantly, and they're just going to beat the crap out of them. But, but you never know. Stephen Curry had just absolutely off. And I would love every second. That's what I think is going to happen. I think Steph Curry's going to go off. I, I hope you're right. Go. I hope you're right. I'm picking the Lakers, but I hope I'm wrong. I will pick the Warriors just because I want to see the Lakers lose. Because defending finals champions, I mean, no, please give me a break. And LeBron <laughs> whining about the play in. He whines about everything. It's what he does. A year before, he said it was a great idea, and now he's saying it's terrible. Please, give me a break. Warriors. Well, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Because then that would send the Lakers up against the Grizzlies. Oh. Well, I'll tell you what, though. If they lose to the Warriors, I think if they lose to the Warriors, I think that means that their two big guys are not as healthy as they're saying. And in that situation, after having lost, I don't know, I could, I could see them just kind of tanking it. I mean, not intentionally tanking it, but just really kind of being over it. They'd be the eighth seed if they lost that first game and then won the second game. And they'd have to play the Jazz. Right. But did the Jazz even have Donovan Mitchell? Mitchell is out for the remainder of the regular season. Okay. So you, so you would have the Warriors playing the Suns. Yeah. And then you'd have the Lakers playing the Jazz. Yes. Okay. And I think the Jazz would be, uh, maybe, I don't know. That'd be a really, that'd be a really interesting one, eight matchup. The defending champions as the eighth seed. Yeah. I can't remember anything like this before the eighth seed maybe being the favorite to win the championship. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. I, I think the Jazz will beat the Lakers, if that's the case. Because I think that the Jazz, they do that whole like, washing machine thing where they're just ping-ponging the ball all the way, all over the court. Um, it's like five passes before somebody gets a wide-open shot. And I don't know how long that's going to work in the playoffs, but I think against the Lakers, I think it might work. Because I think they're going to be I think they're still recovering. I think they're still getting into game shape. And I think that style of basketball is going to wear them out. And I think the Jazz play really good defense. If anybody can handle the interior game of the Lakers, it's Rudy Gobert. Oh, I, I just I think that the Jazz will handle them. I don't think that that's going to be the case because I think that the Lakers are going to be the seventh seed. But if they are the eighth, okay. I, would, I would say that they would. 
But what do you think? Yeah, if they're the eighth seed, they'd lose to the Warriors, so they probably wouldn't be as healthy as they could be. LeBron and AD. So, but if they were the seventh seed, they'd play the Suns. Right. So the Suns, when we talked in February, they weren't doing so well. And they were one of my teams at the beginning of the season who I thought would really sneak up on people because they got Chris Paul and they have, they're the second seed. Like they have shown up in the second half of the season. Yeah, they definitely have. I just, I, I, I don't know if, if there is a team with as good a record in the, at a high seed that people view more skeptically than the Suns. Just because they have so many young players who have never done anything in the playoffs. And that includes Chris Paul, who has also never done anything in the playoffs. Even though he's not young, (laughs) he's never done anything in the playoffs. And as good as he is, you know, like a couple seasons, like I think think Giannis is still in that point in his career where you can argue like, okay, he just had some bad luck over the last couple of years. I still think Giannis can do it. You know, Chris Paul's not a young man anymore. I don't know. I don't know. They're, it's a really good team, but I think they're going to go up against the Lakers, and I think that's going to be trouble for them. So the Lakers would beat the Warriors if that happened, and if if they had a healthy LeBron and AD. It's tough. DeAndre Aiden will have to play out of his mind to make that happen, and maybe they can't. You know, it's funny how much easier this was in the East. Because it was like, okay, well, the playing <laughs> games were fun, but who cares? They're going to lose immediately. Yeah. And then in the West, we have the Lakers. So it's like, we don't know where they're going to go. So it's hard to predict. Because I mm-hmm. do think that the Jazz would beat them. But I do think that they'd beat the Suns. Unless, like, AD is really... Because AD had a had a bad game the last game. And mm-hmm. he, he really may not be up to it. And LeBron's ankle is... It's definitely not a and if they're the seventh seed, there's the possibility of re-tweaking injuries, too, if they're not 100% healthy. And people are going to be playing hard. They are going to be testing that ankle. So then the other team that would play them could be the Warriors against the Suns, if they are if they win that playing game. So if it's the Warriors against the Suns, what do you think? I think the Suns beat them. I think the Suns are too well-rounded. I think that the Warriors are a lot like that team that lost to the Raptors in the finals where Nick Nurse said, why don't we just play a boxing one? We only have one guy that can score. <laughs> like, all we really have to do is make sure that uh, Seth Curry has a bad game and they don't have anything else. You know, unless Wiggins is going to decide to care and start playing hard which is unlikely. So I think the Suns are too well-rounded too good for that. So let's go to the matchups we know right now, the two ones we know. So the 3-6 game is the Nuggets Trailblazers. Right. Who just played on Sunday. Which was an interesting game because, you know, the the Lakers' play-in fate rested on that game. And I think for some reason, people thought that the Nuggets were going to try to win that game. And they obviously didn't because they only played their starters for about 15 minutes before they just said, forget it. Now, mm-hmm. I, I will say that the Blazers were beating their pants off even before they rested their starters. But I don't think they were really trying that hard. So I don't I don't think that that is a good predictor of what we're going to see. I think that the Nuggets are going to kill them. I mean, the, the Trailblazers have really not done much in the playoffs with this group. 
Yeah, and when you play a historically bad defense like the Blazers, I think they're the second worst defense in the league this year to the Kings. And I last I saw, the Kings were the worst defense in NBA history. Uh, (laughs) so that's what it took for the Blazers not to have the worst defense in the league and I think Jokic is absolutely legit Michael Porter Jr. is turning into a superstar like all NBA level in a year or two I think he just no one can stop him from scoring I mean he's he's so much like Kevin Durant he's he's not quite as smooth as Durant is but he's something else and his defense has really picked up and and Jokic is just incredible. I mean, he he might be one of the smartest guys you'll see play basketball. And they have Bo Bo. And they have Bo Bo. No. Is eventually, <laughs> you know, it's just it's such a shame though, because with Jamal Murray, I would pick the Nuggets to win the NBA Finals this year. Whoa. Whoa. Because Whoa. I think that with him, they were so well rounded. Jokic is as good as anybody out there. Murray was just killing it towards the end of the year. He was getting so much more consistent. And the Nuggets franchise, it's like they show you like what you actually have to do to win as a small market team. You have no margin of error. You have to basically nail the draft every year. And that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Like all of their players are great. You know, they, they have a yeah. bunch of guys that fill in and, and just play fantastic it's just a shame they lost Jamal Murray but so the other uh, game that we know or I'll pick the Nuggets in that one too Trailblazers now so the the other game that we know in the west is the Clippers Mavericks so that's the four five so the Clippers lost on Sunday so they were going to be the three seed and they lost so they're the four seed now and they play the Mavericks I think they they haven't done as well as people thought they'd do with a guy like Luca this year. Well, they had some big injuries. Porzingis is just not himself anymore. Dwight Powell was out early in the year, which was a really big deal for them. And then they lost some shooting when Seth Curry left to Philly. I think that kind of hurt them. So, yeah, but they've been really good over the last little bit of the season. Yeah, they were in play-in territory. Right. But they're up to the fifth seed. So the Clippers... Everyone's going to be talking about last year when they blew that 3-1 lead to the Nuggets. But they have a new coach this year, Ty Lue. I will say the Mavericks win. It's a fact. How about that, Luca? <laughs> I'm saying the same thing. Dodgy boy. I'm saying the same thing. I don't think the problem was Doc Rivers last year. Huh. Doc Rivers is a really good coach. I don't think yeah. that like Ty Lue is, NBA champion head coach. is the difference. Yeah. I think that it was the players and the it just wasn't working. And, you know, the, the, there's some things. I mean, the Clippers are better this year. They are, you know, it's interesting in, in a league where the three-point ball is is what the game's all about now, is the three-point shot. The Clippers mm-hmm. are the best three-point shooting team in the league. They've been over 40% as a team, I think, all year long. I don't know. I could see Luka taking another step in the playoffs here. He's so good. Luca. He's so much fun to watch. He's so good. I just kind of see the Clippers falling apart here. And I think that Luca is, in a year or two, is probably going to be the best player in the NBA. Slow down, and, buddy. And maybe that, wow. maybe that happens this year. He just has that aura about him that he is fantastic. So we both got the Mavericks. So they would play the Jazz. 
who we think is going to be the one seed coming out of that one eight. So do you think, could the Mavericks pull the upset against the jazz? I don't know. I, you know, I think at this point I'm going to go ahead and pick the jazz on that one. Mm. Mm. Um, Terrible. Because I just, I, I wonder how far Luca can go. He's still, what is he? 21. He's 22. 22. I, I don't know. I mean, the jazz are a very good complete team. So I, I would pick the jazz. Okay. Well, I'll pick the Mavericks just, you know, so we can have Xander's facts on here. So that'll actually happen. <laughs> so then, okay. The two seven matchup, which we, eh, we don't even know the Suns and then I know, Lakers. the Lakers coming out of that game. Please. Okay. Well, the Suns are, they would play the three, six game, which would be the nuggets. All right. So if it's, let's do two things here. So if it's the nuggets versus the Suns, first off, who would win that one? I think the Nuggets won. Really? Without Jamal Murray? Yeah. I think Jokic is so much better than he was last year. And he was so good last year. And I think Michael Porter Jr. is... I think Jokic and Michael Porter mm-hmm. Jr. are both better than the best player that the Suns have. Yeah, I think they'll be the Suns. Well, I think you're wrong. But that... Eh, okay. Sanders facts. Or if it's the Lakers, I also think they will be the Lakers. Well, if it's the Nuggets, Lakers, you'd say the Nuggets. I mean, the Lakers, please. Well, first, I don't think the Lakers are going to get there, but okay. I hope you're right. (laughs) So then, all right, conference finals. I said, you said Jazz would beat the Mavericks. I did not. We're all over the place here. We We had the East the same, and now the West is all over the place, but... It'd be Jazz or Mavericks against Nuggets. We both said Nuggets. Or I said Suns. Okay. Well, all right. What is your prediction out of the West? I think I would have the Jazz beating the Nuggets. Xander's facts? Wow. Yeah, I think that Gobert is going to give enough trouble to Jokic. And I think that the Jazz are a complete enough team and, and consistent enough that I think that's where you're really going to start to see the Jamal Murray absence start to show itself. Mm-hmm. That I just, I don't know that they're going to be able to quite keep up with the Jazz. Unless yeah. Bull Bull just completely goes off. <laughs> Bull Bull. Well, of course. I mean, so for my West, I had the Suns and the Mavericks. Ooh. Yikes! Well, I, now that I look at it, I don't like that. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But... <laughs> oh... <laughs> well, the Mavericks have the best player. I got. I'll go with the Mavericks. How about that? The Heat were the five seed in the wet in the East last year, and they went to the finals. Sure, and the Mavericks are the five seed in the West. So I don't think it would be surprising if by the end of the playoffs, Luka Doncic was the best player in the league. I wouldn't be surprised. I, and I think that it's going to happen. Not necessarily this year, but pretty soon he's mm-hmm. going to put his stamp that like he is the next best player in the league and why it wouldn't happen this year. I don't, it could. I just don't know that he has enough people around him though. Cause Porzingis is just not good anymore. So oh. we have oh, the, the finals Bucks versus the Mavericks for you, for me. And then the Bucks yeah. versus the jazz for me. Okay. That's probably more realistic, but Oh, maybe. I mean, it's probably going to be the Nets because they're probably going to be healthy and they're probably going to win, but I just can't pick them. 
Well, if Kyrie Irving starts caring again, maybe. Well, that's true. NBA Finals. This is kind of interesting because neither of these teams would have been here before. Kind of a passing of the torch moment in the NBA. Well, unless the Mavericks got there. I mean, do you forget the Mavericks playing a team in Miami? Please. No. Well, <gasps> the, the, team, the Miami Heat players making fun of Dirk for having a cold. <laughs> and then he comes out and just beats the crap out of all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, Dirk's not playing anymore. Their three best players were yeah, Jason Terry, <laughs> J.J. Bray, and Dirk. Please. No. That was 11 years ago. So you would have the Mavericks. Yes. And I would have the Bucks winning. It's a fact. Yeah. Just Sanders facts. There you go. I would, have, I would have the Bucks beating the Jazz as well. So we both Whoa. have the Bucks winning the championship. What about that? How about that? Well, that means it's going to happen. I hope Sanders so. Facts. I, I would love it. What I would really love is a Bucks Nuggets. That would be my thing. And the NBA Giannis versus Jokic. The NBA would hate every single second on all of this. No Lakers, no Brooklyn. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, no New York. Well, once the Lakers, well, they probably love that the Lakers and Warriors are going to play in the first ever play-in. Yeah, but now, but then they're going to things could go downhill quickly for them. Yeah, <laughs> um, it'll be interesting. Sanders facts. So now let's go to the end of season awards. So they do the end of season awards, the MVP. Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year. They announce them at the after the finals, but they're regular season awards. That's what they say. We can we can do them now. So, all right, let's start. Let's go in reverse order because we want to build up to the MVP. Okay. So let's go Coach of the Year. But I think there is there's a, a couple. I think that there is an easy answer to this. An easier answer than you normally say. What do you think? I think that it's close between the Knicks, Tom Thibodeau, and Monty Williams of the Suns, hmm. just because of how those two teams. But I would go with Thibodeau, okay. just because the Knicks have been awful for a long time since they had Carmelo. It is a big, now, it is a big deal with that owner. It, it it's a big deal, and, and it's not even that. It's like the talent on that team. I mean, nobody thought. And I still don't think that there's a lot of talent on that team. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Thibodeau's a great coach. He does a really good job. Okay, so who would you say? I think it's clearly Nate McMillan. Wow. Because I think that he can make the most obvious case for it. All right, like, the Knicks sucked last year. But the Knicks are mm-hmm. a different team this year. So we don't know necessarily – what part of that is different personnel, players getting better, or Thibodeau, coach. But Nate McMillan took over halfway through the year. We know what the Hawks looked like without him. They sucked. And now with him, all of a sudden, they are the fifth seed in the East. Yeah. I mean, he, he can just point to it right there and say, it's not just it's a different year or we got better players this year when we had last year. It's the same group of players. He's just done like five times better. So wow. to me, I think you think was, it's clear cut. I do, okay. but I think uh, Tibbet is going to win. But I think it should be Nathan Collins. I I think because it's the Knicks and New York, and I think Tibbet has done a really good job. I think all of those people, yeah. Thibodeau, Monty Williams, Nate McMillan, Quinn Snyder, the Jazz are a 
like when you watch the Jazz, you can tell they are an extremely well-coached team. All right, so now let's go Rookie of the Year. I think if the player who I think is going to win didn't get hurt, it'd be clear-cut. But because he did, I think it's a little closer. But I'm going to say LaMelo. I think it's LaMelo. Yeah. Anthony Edwards is, um, has really come on strong recently. Mm-hmm. But I think that with LaMelo... I, I get the feeling that his probable ceiling is consistent all-star and probably a consistent all-NBA player. And he has a ceiling where I think he could maybe be the best team on a championship, best player on a championship team. Wow. wow. Edwards, that. I don't know. I mean, like he's putting up a lot of numbers, but he's still very inefficient in his scoring. Um, and you know, he has got another hurdle to make of being able to put up big numbers efficiently. And mm-hmm. I don't know that that's as big of a problem for Lamelo because he's got the playmaker. You know, Anthony Edwards has done a lot better. I think that Tyrese Halliburton is another guy that's close, but yeah, the thing with Edwards and Halliburton is they were on two bad teams this year the Timberwolves and the Kings, were right. Just you know, and Lamelo was a Big part of the Hornets, you know, getting into the play-in. Yeah. We both have LaMelo. So let's go to most improved player. So I think it's, I think it's clear cut here. Julius Randle. <laughs> but you might say, cause you're in love with one of these guys on the list, but. Well, no, I, I think it's right. I think that Michael Porter Jr. has made a really big step. Um, I think that it's Randall. It's like, okay, has, has his basketball skills gotten so much better or is he just in so much better of a situation? You know, I think I would actually say that I, I think that the most improved player this year is Embiid. Whoa. And they never do this with most improved players. But, like, Embiid has, and, and I think that Jokic is a close second, has taken that step to being, like, an absolute elite player. You know, where it's like he, I think that Embiid is almost on the, about on the level of the very, very best in the game. And he wasn't last year. I didn't think so. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's a much harder leap to make and a much more important leap to make than what Randall's done from being a, a pretty good player to being a really good player, um, yeah. as opposed to Embiid being a, a really good, inconsistent player to being like dumb. But that's never the way that they pick these things. So it'll be real. Yeah, I was going to ask, is that common where the most improved player is usually you know a guy who takes a step from really good to mvp no it never is like when Giannis won the mvp he absolutely should have won most uh, most uh, improved player shouldn't be even a contest you know it's Mm -hmm. so much harder to make that leap you know from really good player to one of the top five in the league which i think indeed did um so, but you're, you're right. I mean, they'll pick Randall. All right. Six man of the year. I have no, you can go for, I have no clue. <laughs> Six man of the year. Um, I, you know, I think they're going to give it to one of the jazz players and I think they'll probably give it to Clarkson over Ingles. There, there, there's just really not a lot of buzz around there, but the jazz bench has done really well. And Clarkson has saved the jazz in a number of games just by kind of going off. So uh, I'll pick Clarkson there. I was watching a jazz game a couple nights ago and Clarkson had like 
40 points. Oh, yeah. You catch him. On, he was going on. You catch him on the right night. And you're like, how is this yeah. guy not like the MVP of the league? Because <laughs> it looks like he can get by anyway. But he just doesn't do it consistently. I'll go with Clarkson. I mean, six man, please. All right. We're getting into the big two here. Defensive player of the year. All right. What do you think, Gilbilly? It's going to be Rudy Gobert. Rudy. And I guess that's probably right. Like Ben Simmons is really good. I kind of, maybe I've just seen the wrong Ben Simmons games. I kind of feel like he's a little overrated defensively. Maybe that's because I usually see Giannis just beating the crap out of him, which he does to, I guess, everybody. But like Rudy seems like he's that guy that they run their entire defense on him. Like he is the absolute cornerstone to that team. Like they'll be the, everything mm-hmm. they do defensively. Like their starting power forward is usually Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal is six foot five. You know, you can't mm-hmm. do that unless you have someone like Gobert in the middle. And I think that's so super important. And plus, you watch games, people are afraid of Gobert. All right, Rudy Gobert, I'll go with him, Defensive Player of the Year. So now we have come to the epic we've built up to this moment right here. Most valuable player. MVP. Overrated. I think, oh, I know what, I know who you're going to say, but. No, you don't. You can go ahead. I do know. I'm going to say it's Embiid. Huh. What? Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't, like, I think that Jokic deserves a lot of credit for playing every game. And I think that Jokic is a better offensive player than Embiid is. But I think that Embiid is close to being as good of an offensive player as Jokic, or at least he's in the same universe. But Embiid is many times better defensively than Jokic is. Jokic is just an average defender. Mm -hmm. He's okay. Mm -hmm. Embiid is terrifying. I mean, he is just a small step below Gobert. And when the people vote MVP, they just forget that there's two sides to the game and that offense and defense Mm -hmm. matter. And if, if it's kind of close with offense, but not even close with defense, I don't see how you give it to the offensive player. Jokic is going to win it, but I think it should be Embiid. So you didn't know what I was going to say. I know. Sanders facts, shocker. <laughs> That's cool. Wow. Well, I'll go with Jokic because I should go with Curry, but I won't, so... I don't know. All right. So there we go. MVP, Hillbilly with the shocker <laughs> picking. And I love you because Jokic is my favorite player now. But I, I don't Not know. Not the best I player this year, better. apparently. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't think that. But all right. Well, that's all we got here. NBA, Hillbilly's got the, or we both, both of us have the Bucks winning the championship. So, and this year we have to wait until July. Yeah. Until that's. But I hope we're right. That'll be because if it's well, the Nets, if it's the Nets versus the Lakers, I guess I'm rooting for the referees because I just can't stand either <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that would get the ratings. Yeah, except for my ratings, I don't even know if I'd watch them. All right, so there we go. Sanders facts, Hill Billy. All right, yeah. Thanks, Hill Billy, for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> thanks, Hill Billy. All right, bye. This is Anders Facts.
Thanks again to Hillbilly there for coming on again, a recurring guest here on the Zaders Facts Podcast. How about that? And we're going to, trust me, we keep track of predictions here on this podcast, so we're going to know who did better predicting the play-in. And the playoffs, too. We got our brackets set. Playoffs start Saturday, so <laughs> best time of the year in basketball right now, NBA playoffs. I mean, well, there's March Madness, too, which Baylor, you know, I got that prediction right, so we'll see about the NBA playoffs. The Bucks. Well, I don't know. I'm not very confident. We'll see. And that is a wrap on the Zaders Facts Podcast, episode 16. Thank you all for listening to this long podcast. And remember, if you want to support the Zaders Facts Podcast, if you like what you just heard, then click that follow button, click that download button, click that five-star rating button, click that review button, and write something nice. Well, you don't have to. Well, I'd like you to. You could also follow on Twitter, like on Facebook, follow on Instagram, and tell all your friends. Go out, go to the grocery store, and go up to a random person and say, go listen to the Sanders Facts Podcast because it's the greatest podcast in the world. It is. Go spread the word. That's it. Next week, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I do know that next weekend is the UEFA Champions League final. We're going to have a preview of... All that soccer coming to a wrap. MLS too. Oh, MLS. I don't know. DC United's not doing so well. So I don't know. We'll see. But that is a wrap on this week's edition of the Zaders Facts podcast. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Sanders facts.